Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Star Medicine Podcast, your weekly source for easy-to-apply astrology, energy, and divinatory practice to deepen and expand your being experience. Hosted by intuitive astrologer and Reiki 3 practitioner Jennifer Edwards. Folks, welcome to the program. We are definitely in Mercury shadow period, as I'm sure all of you have noticed. As we're getting into this retrograde, we're definitely going to be feeling some energy, some very, very strong energy as Mercury squares Neptune, which is the story of the day. But I do want to give a weather update here in Brunswick, Maine. The lilacs are in full bloom and the scent of them is wafting through the window, which is wonderful. Definitely keeping high spirits around here in, in Maine. Usually we get really, really warm weather. And so this is perfect, perfect weather. But back to astrology. As I was saying, Mercury is getting ready to retrograde in the sign of Gemini. And Gemini is the home sign of Mercury. So one would imagine that when its home planet starts to move into a retrograde cycle, that we're probably going to feel it more intensely. And this is this is correct. We started having our Mercury retrogrades and air signs beginning back in January, February uh, in the astrological sign of Aquarius and to round out the year our next Mercury retrograde will be in Libra it's a little bit more confusing to say the least to have this happen in an air sign but over the past few years we've been having our retrogrades through water signs which has been emotionally charged we're going to be seeing confusion and in information, confusion and in comprehension, as well as confusion in our thinking process, uh, how, how we're able to come to decisions. And this starts in the shadow period. For those of you new to astrology, the shadow period is equally as intriguing as the, uh, as the actual retrograde period. The shadow period for this cycle started on May 14th. And to kind of put it in layman's terms, when Mercury retrogrades, it starts retrograding at a degree of a sign and moves backwards. And when it stations direct at that degree, which would be, so in this particular retrograde, Mercury will station retrograde at 24 degrees Gemini, and then will retrograde until it gets back on the dial to 16 degrees Gemini, and then begin to move forward again. And then once it passes over 24 degrees Gemini, we're out of the shadow period. So in the first half of the shadow period, we consider uh, Mercury passing from 16 degrees Gemini to 24 degrees Gemini, even though it's direct, it is directly moving over its uh, plotted ground or its path of retrograde. So we consider that the shadow period. It's kind of the the uh, forebringer of what is to come down the, the pike during this sort of uh, crazy information um, illusionary time, especially with Neptune involved. So we probably have started feeling this around May 14th. Now, when Gemini is involved, we're talking about, uh, like I said, communication, but we're also talking about short-distance travel. Gemini rules the third house of short-distance travel, your community, uh, and also it it, uh, it controls your vehicles, your mode of transportation, getting from point A to point B. This is a wonderful time to double check your plans, triple check your plans if you're going out, especially over Memorial Day weekend to enjoy the great outdoors, maybe go see family, make sure that you have your cell phone charged, make sure that you have a tire iron, have have a plan because we never know what's going to happen when our information sort of shuts down. Interestingly enough, during this time happening today and also happening again later when Mercury goes uh, retrograde and then direct, we are going to be having Mercury squaring Neptune. Neptune is the gaseous planet that rules Pisces. It is the planet of uh, illusion and disassociation. It's also the planet of higher love. 
Neptune is a higher vibration of Venus. So if Venus is the planet of love and beauty, Neptune is uh, such a higher vibration than that. It's almost being love drunk and not being able to function and leaving your body, which is a wonderful thing. With the exception that when it is squaring the planet of communication, we're looking at lies, we're looking at deception, we're looking at incredibly unclear information, we're looking at confusion. Uh, There's also a possibility of rationalizing spirituality, which spirituality, when it's taken in in its true form, is a basic energetic understanding. And it's a special thing to be able to rationalize it, but when we have this square, the rationalization is the dissolution of spirituality. So know that whatever information is coming to you now over the next three to four days, and primarily through the entire retrograde cycle, not to take it as gospel, not to take it as uh, a fact, because the information is going to change, especially when we reach the second square which will be happening somewhere around July 6th. And that's when we're going to get the bulk of the information that we were misguided on during this time. If you have the thought to misrepresent yourself during this time, mainly because you want to dramatize things for a higher connection, you want to dramatize for ego know that when this second square comes in july it's almost as if the great curtain will be lifted the you know the wizard of oz being behind the curtain knowing that your true self is going to come out no matter how you make yourself out to be to other people the veil will be lifted This time is also a time of great daydreaming. And when we have to get, when we have to get communication or writing for me, I know that being, uh, being a part of a community where I write astrological posts, you know, having the, having the urge to daydream rather than get the information out there is something that I'm very aware of. And so I've been sort of planning for this and writing notes about uh, content that uh, I will need to and want to come up with because I will be disassociating and leaving my body. And that's just something that happens whenever we have these two planets square each other. A square in astrology is when two planets are 90 degrees away from each other. When we talk about transit squares, it's usually within five degrees, depending on which planets are involved. And the square means that both planets are squabbling okay so the negative side the cranky side of each planet is is coming out rather than the helpful part the um the spiritual part or uh the 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 goodness of each planet showing itself we are having the the worst we're having the cranks from both planets kind of showing themselves up what can we expect for mercury retrograde well Mercury retrograde during this period in Gemini, definitely miscommunication on a level that is probably going to be uh, annoying, (laughs) for lack of a better term. We all communicate with each other. We communicate with each other energetically. We communicate with each other verbally. And to have yourself received in a way where you're misunderstood is something that's very frustrating. I do advise that all of you out there during the next month, Mercury technically will be retrograde from May 28th until June 22nd. Shadow periods on each side. We started shadow at May 14th and we will end shadow on July 7th. Time we will we will be in the thick of communication breakdown. It's very important that you pay attention who you're sending text messages to. It's very important that you are incredibly clear with your communication, that there is there is not a nuance with what you're trying to say. Illusionary words, uh, not being able to be pinned down in, in your true meaning, especially with Neptune involved, is not ideal because you will be called to task on that with the second square in July. So make sure you're incredibly clear. 
and make sure that you have everything backed up. This is about technology. This is about our where we store our information. So if you have if you've been meaning to back up your computer, if you've been meaning to give yourself a memory upgrade, if you've been meaning to write down those passwords, this is the time to do it, uh, not in crisis. Uh, being in crisis and trying to recall information is just damn near impossible. We have all of this. We have all of this energy coming in and in the midst of eclipse season, we're starting to enter this massive period of energy. For impasse out there, we have been experiencing the pull of the lunar eclipse for the last two months. Even though we had, we've had lots of powerful transits in this astrological soup, we can definitely feel the undertow of the lunar eclipse because when the moon is eclipsed it is a full moon on you know on crack it's it's so powerful we can't we can't move away from it there's there's an underlying vibration there so as we start to move into the last few days before we have this lunar event we're going to start feeling what it means to be in eclipse season if you haven't already the eclipse will be occurring on May 26, 2021 at 7.13 a.m., and that's Eastern time. We will have the eclipse at 5 degrees Sagittarius. Wondering what's going to be happening around the eclipse, you, you ask? I would look back to December 14th of 2020. Everything happening around that time is certainly to is certain to come back in full force. What does that mean? Well, we have a solar eclipse, which is what happened on January 14th, pardon me, December 14th. When you have a solar eclipse, it's about new beginnings. It's about, it's when the sun and the moon are conjunct each other. So it's like taking a massive flashlight and shining the light on something. Something that you, was unknown to you appears. Uh, and you have a choice at that point to either take care of whatever was illuminated or, like most people, put it underneath the rug. And you can expect during the lunar eclipse in that same sign six months later, if you, in fact, did not initiate change, if you didn't take care of the things that were going on, then kind of let them go by the wayside that they will be they, they will be showing up during this eclipse. It's not necessarily a bad thing. This is the time to clear out, cut ties. Lunar eclipses are about endings. And when I say endings, it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. Endings are a transformation of one state of energy to another state of, of energy. So from one state of being to the next state of being, unable really to go back. Kind of like the but the the caterpillar uh, going into the chrysalis and emerging as the butterfly, it is ending its existence as the caterpillar and moving into the butterfly stage. Or one of my favorite analogies is the cucumber going into the vinegar and then coming out a pickle. It can never go back to being a cucumber. It will always be a pickle. So things start to change and they transmute themselves. Another thing to look for between uh, December 14th and now is looking at any manifestations that you, if you work with the moon, which I do, looking at manifestations that you wanted to bring to fruition back then, a project that you started on December 14th, and start to look for the manifestation of that, the culmination of that, rewards and gifts of that, receiving. Because when we're on the waxing cycle of this moon, we are manifesting, we are receiving abundance, we are receiving love, we are re we're on the receiving end regardless. Uh, but we all receive what we put out there, right? So so look at over the whatever's going on now, look over the last six months and ask yourself, what have I been putting out there? We have this lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. Sagittarius is the natural ruler of the ninth house, which is spirituality, theology. It's the house of the teacher, higher education. It's the house of law. And if you have the need to return to court or to go to court, know that this will come really quickly. We have we have a period of about a month 
on either side where we start to see events that are tied into the eclipse start to present themselves. So if you don't see anything happening uh, on the on the 26th, know that as we move into the solar eclipse in Gemini on June 10th, that it's possible that all this energy will culminate into exactly, you know, what is supposed to transpire. So if you haven't seen anything yet, don't worry, we still have time. <clears throat> this is a wonderful time to manifest with this moon. If you're looking to do ritual, if you're looking to be with the moon uh, and call in any kind of, you know, uh, energetic gifts, uh, prosperity, connection, then you really want to have your ceremony before 7.13 a.m. Eastern Time. When we are working with the moon and we're calling things in, you want to have uh, that take place while the moon is still waxing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so the moon will still be waxing by 7.12. And it's an appropriate time to uh, offer yourself. If you're looking to be, if you're looking to make moon water, if you're looking to be under the light of the full moon, I would advise to do it the evening of, in, in Eastern time, of course, the evening of the 25th when you will have the illumination of the waxing moon. As our full moon solar eclipse, uh, pardon me, our full moon lunar eclipse will be in the morning here uh, in the Eastern time zone. We won't, we won't be able to see it, but we definitely will be able to feel it. Currently, the moon is entering Libra at 9.35 p.m. this evening, and we are in a void moon time right now as the moon moves from Virgo to Libra. For those of you out there who are starting to get into what the void moon means and how to use the void moon, know that this occurs typically every two and a half days when the moon changes signs. However, the moon goes void when it's not making an aspect to any planet. So you can have a very long full day uh, void moon, or you can have a very short void moon as it's changing signs. Things to avoid during a void moon, making decisions, uh, shopping, Anything that, when when we have the moon and it's void, we are basically in an emotional state. We are not in a logical state. So the moon rules our, our emotional body. And decision-making information that comes in is not necessarily processed in a logical way. It's processed in an emotional way. It is always best. We always feel like we're daydreaming during this time, unable to focus. Uh, if you work Wherever you work, if you take clients, there tends to be, if you start following void moons, start watching the patterns, it, it, there, we, you tend to have no-shows, uh, people forgetting about their appointment time. Uh, there's also uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, inability to, <laughs> to remember things. So we often will forget to pay a bill, especially during a full day of void moon. But it's not a great day to make decisions. It's not a great day to impulse shop. It's, it's, it's a good day to sit within your emotional body and really pay attention to how you're feeling. I follow the moon and really pay attention to the guidance that comes through emotionally as it moves through the signs, but also by involving your own birth chart. By involving your own birth chart, you can understand what the waxing moon means in Libra because for me Libra is the is the is in my it starts in my fourth house it's not the cusp holder but it starts in my fourth house and and then and then continues into my fifth house so it is very large and my fifth house is also occupied by Scorpio so as we're as we watch the waxing moon this is what we're calling in the waning moon which I'll talk about when we get into the waning moon cycle um, but just for sake of, of the topic, the waning moon is when we are releasing. So by using the energy of the house that the moon is located in, you'll find that the whatever you are calling in or whatever you're releasing has a key or tone to whatever the subject is of the house and is expressing itself through the sign. So it's a little heady, but but when you start to really work with the moons and the signs, the moons and its phases, and then how it presents itself by the moons and the houses, it really starts to help you navigate through the energy that you're being, 
that, that you're being presented on a daily basis. Right now we're in the wax and gibbous sign, which is we're in the wax and gibbous phase, excuse me, which is the phase before the full moon. So we are in full swell. Over the last two days, we were in the first quarter moon. The definition of the first quarter moon is when the sun and the moon are squaring each other. So for people who are manifesting with the moon, you would start off with the new moon and planting seeds because that's what the new moon is about. It's planting seeds, planting ideas, having intentions. And then when you have the intentions as you're working through the the wax and crescent cycle, you are giving those intentions life. You are uh, you are paying attention and meditating and 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 connecting with that energy to bring it to fruition during the full moon. When we're moving through the waxing crescent, that is giving those things life. It's giving those things body. It's giving the momentum to to start to sprout and grow. Those seeds are getting love. So think of it as water and sunshine. As we move into the the quarter moon when we have the the sun squaring the moon, this is when we really start to look at what we're trying to bring to life. The sun is very much our ego. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of beautiful things. But for this instance, we're just going to talk about ego. Ego is very much about uh, why we, when we look at ego, we want to look at our drive to attain things, whether it's for, whether it's for, uh, you know, publicity, accolades, uh, you know, or if it's for emotional uh, substance. So the sun squaring the moon is saying, hey, what is the motivation behind what you are trying to bring to fruition during this manifestation cycle? If you are looking to win the lottery so you can tell your ex to shove it, then that is not going to help you spiritually. If you are looking to acquire something for status so you can be better than others, that is an ego-based manifestation. During this time when we're able to break that down and look at those things, we are able to go back to a tether of why there's an insecurity so deep that you need to find outside sources to make yourself look better and receive validation from the people around you. When that happens, if you can take the time to really explore what that trigger is, this is the time to heal that wound. Once those wounds are healed where we don't need outside validation on any level and we're just kind of happy existing and being, that's when the magic happens. That's when soul, soul purpose manifestation comes. We receive things at exactly the right time. I recently gave a talk where uh, I disclosed that I have manifested many things in, in my process. And I have definitely manifested things that I wasn't ready for uh, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And that happened because I needed to work through those things. I also needed to understand that sometimes when we want something really badly, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a part of your process. So buyer beware. If you're asking for the same thing over and over again and it's not showing up, ask yourself why. Why are you asking for this thing? Is it because it makes you feel validated? Or is it because it makes you feel good and childlike and in the state of love and purpose? As woo-woo as that sounds, when we are working with universal energy, to be in a place where we are not having conscious thought, our internal dialogue is shut off, our ego brain, our conscious dialogue ceases to be, as that is what puts us in the future. We can be fully immersed in the present, and we're able to deeply connect with the energy around us. That is the time, and that is the space where we start to see the doors opening up. We've quieted the ego mind that needs to make plans. We've quieted the ego mind that needs to know how things are going to end. In the present is when we create the future. When we're in the ego, we are not in the present. We are in the future, and guess what? The present doesn't have a chance to develop. So I digress. 
as when we're talking about the working with the moon cycles, you really want to be conscious of what it is you're trying to call in and what the purpose is of, of what you are calling in. Ideas of manifesting would would be asking for clarity, would be asking for connection, would be asking for understanding, psychic awareness, those things rather than that rather than tangible materialistic things are going to help you much farther in this journey into discovering your soul. Know that when things come up, it's a part of the healing process. And we hear that buzzword a lot, healing. You're not healed, you're not woke. This is a this is a lifelong study. This is a lifelong process. If we stop healing, if we get to the top of the mountain, there's no such thing as getting to the top of the mountain. We are evolving every single day until we leave this human suit, and that is the beauty of existence. But allowing ourselves to go with the flow rather than rationalizing ourselves out of it is is the secret way to to work with uh, work with the energies of the cosmos. Well, we're into our second half an hour, and I would like to talk about Moon Lodge, which is on Patreon, before I get into the weekly horoscopes and how each sign is going to be absorbing or feeling the lunar eclipse as well as Mercury retrograde square Neptune, which I think is really important to go over. But if you have been looking for a spiritual community, do know that it is it is closer than you may think. I have opened up something called the Moon Lodge, and the Moon Lodge delivers weekly astrological content, including horoscopes. It has live daily practice Monday through Saturday with replay. So it has its own private Facebook group, and we have live presenters Monday through Saturday. And Monday's presenter is Tina Moody, who is an author. She's she's written a book called Spirituality for the Linear Mind. Tuesdays and Fridays, I come on with astrology, divination, and manifestation tips, working with the energy that is presented with us during that week and that day. Wednesday is Michelle Adshead, who is a yoga instructor, energy three practitioner, and also uh, is also is pro is <laughs> is amazing at uh, shamanic ceremony so she has quite deep insight but this is a wonderful time for movement to add movement and thursday is kathleen parker of mad cat moshka who has her herbal apothecary and goes over herbal medicine and magic saturdays is amy august of lavish earth where she goes over crystal and mineral energetic awareness as well as meditation these are all designed for you to have a daily practice and to add this into your life. It's a part of the membership. And then also we have new moon and full moon manifestation ceremonies for you to explore, absorb, and intuit and be guided by the universal offerings in its pure energetic form as provided by the star medicine. We also have tarot practice and guidance ritual and divinatory practice and guidance. And I also give away on the new moon a uh, to one lucky member a astrology reading with me as a gratitude gift for this ever-growing community. We also have astrology instruction videos to deepen your understanding of the energy of the cosmos as well as seasonal workshops. All of this is for $13 a month on Patreon. If you find that you're lacking community and you really want to deeply connect with others that are going through this process that you're going through, this is a wonderful way to be a part of something and help it grow as well. You can find this membership on Patreon, and the Patreon address is in the show notes, but it's also uh, patreon.com forward slash moon lodge and that's where you can sign up do know that once we reach our gold membership of 333 members moon lodge members the price will will naturally attune up to $22 a month but you will be grandmothered into $13 a month being a part of the community the original establishing founders community so I hope that if that resonates with anyone out there that they do join us in the moon lodge now back to the horoscopes I know all of you are dying to know what is going on for me during this lunar eclipse cycle so 
Aries, you're going to be having the lunar eclipse in your ninth house. We just talked about uh, the ninth house being ruled by Sagittarius. So this is in its home place. You can definitely you can definitely look at spirituality, foreign travel, foreign uh, foreign language, as well as theology. Stepping into your role as a teacher, higher education. A lot of people are graduating during this time, so this will be a symbol of of graduating from the higher education, maybe with your master's or from college, and you know perhaps high school. Although the ninth house is generally higher education, outside of remedial education remedial but lower education I guess you'd say what are the things that should be coming up well chances are very good that uh, maybe you put off a trip or in maybe you put off a trip or you wanted to make a trip back in in December and now you now the opportunity is coming and you're getting ready to go um, it could also be that it could be something court related uh, as the ninth house rules the ninth house rules law it's also stepping into the role as a teacher so maybe you are moving into the next phase of your development Taurus this is going to be happening in your eighth house actually you know I think I'm going to do Aries and then Aries I'll talk about Mercury retrograde and Neptune and I'll do each sign like that so Aries just to recap you're going to have Aries you're going to have the lunar eclipse in your ninth house of of higher education, of linear expansion and connection, as well as stepping into the role of the teacher and maybe going deeper into your spirituality. So this might be a practice time for you, especially those out there that are into practice meditation. Mercury retrograde will be happening in your third house of communication. Aries, I can't emphasize enough to make sure you have your flat tire filled. You know what's going on. It's not dry rotted. Also, uh, making sure that maybe you have a AAA membership here in the States. Uh, if you're listening internationally, roadside assistance. Also, make sure who you're sending your emails to. Make sure that you absolutely want what you're saying to be seen by anybody because it is quite possible that your conversations will be exposed. So choose your words wisely and make sure that you are clear, as clear and direct as possible to avoid any confusion. Also, when you, when you receive information, don't be shy about having someone explain what you're reading. And if something's in all caps, don't necessarily assume that they're shouting, even though that's how we tend to see things. Just know that you can ask the next question to clarify. With Mercury squaring Neptune, we have this in the 12th house. This is information coming from the subconscious. This is unknown information coming. When you receive unknown information, secrets perhaps, or you hear some gossip, something that really shocks you, which I think is probably what's going to happen during this square time, if I were you, I would wait until July 6th or 7th to react when the square reoccurs because I don't think you're getting the full story. And during this intense time where we're having squares and we're having eclipses, it's important not to emotionally react. If you do, that's what was supposed to happen. So just know everything happens for a reason. Everything is happening as it should we all have lessons sort of interwoven into all of our reactions. But if you understand the energy, know that it's probably not going to be constructive to have a meltdown over information that probably is not clear or correct. Taurus, you're going to be having this eclipse in your eighth house of sex, death, taxes, uh, other people's resources. So this would be a time to, you know, maybe you're closing on a house and getting a loan. Uh, maybe you're getting financial help. Uh, this could also be combining resources with a partner. The seventh house is our partnership house. The eighth house is when we actually integrate our resources with another. This is a spiritual and emotional intimacy with others, our close person. And when we have a lunar eclipse here, you could be ending a relationship. You could be ending a financial transaction. It doesn't necessarily mean that it is negative. It just means that something is changing. You could also bring things to fruition here. It's a highly psychic time for you, Taurus. 
as with Mercury retrograde in your second house, this is a financial house as well, we're going to be looking at uh, your prosperity, your earned income, your internal dialogue, because this has to do with your self-worth. Your self-worth is directly related to the amount of prosperity that you bring to you. So when this is square and Neptune in the 11th house, <clears throat> it's possible that you're either taking on too much. The 11th house is friendships, but it's also manifestation. So maybe you're trying to manifest the wrong things around your your ability to earn money. It could also mean that a friend of yours is coming in in a way, maybe stealing your business idea. Uh, it's coming in in a negative way, or maybe there's information that your friend is giving you in regard to business or uh, prosperity, your earned income, that is not entirely accurate. So watch the information coming from friends. It could be quite interesting. And where your self-worth is also tied into this, you could be hearing about gossip. Maybe you're hearing one of about one of your best friends uh, talking ill about you, and it's it's coming through another source before you react. And so that way you can see for your own eyes how this is sort of taking place rather than having the reaction. Gemini, we're going to be having this lunar eclipse in your seventh house of partnerships. This is a time where relationship changes form. So either you have been having problems in a relationship and it's time to let go, or you have been having a wonderful time and it's time to and it's time to uh change the status of the relationship. Often we will find that people who have lunar eclipses in the seventh house hear relationship news, good, bad, or indifferent. This particular eclipse will be conjunct Mercury retrograde. So this is going to be a very interesting time. Expect news. That is for certain. And also know it's retrograde, so the news is not going to be clear. Gemini, as you are having this retrograde in your first house of self and how other people receive you. And this Neptune squares in your 10th house. Be very wary at work. Emails that you're sending, uh, maybe, maybe making sure that you're being incredibly honest in your dealings. Know that uh, whatever you're receiving for, for, for office gossip may not be entirely accurate. And it's important to understand that before you repeat all of that as it could be a detriment to your career, as well as what you are putting on social media. Know that everybody can see everything in this digital world and nothing is ever erased once it's put out into the ethers of the internet. Cancer, we're looking at the full moon solar eclipse in your sixth house of health. So this is your this is your body. Hair, skin, teeth, and bones. This is small animals. This is your service to others. This is your schedules and your routines. This is really looking at how much time you allot for yourself. Cancer, to have uh, to have Sagittarius in the sixth house for you is all about wanting to help other people. And Cancer is very much a nurturing sign, especially of Cancer rising, which these forecasts are based on your rising sign. But also if you have natal planets in these signs, know that they will be feeling this energy as well. What what is it? What what are you going to see in the sixth house, Cancer? Well, this is a great time to change your change your physical health. Meaning, if you are a smoker and you want to quit smoking, this is a great time to do that. Maybe perhaps looking at your diet, looking at your exercise routine, really taking care of your temple. And if you haven't been, if you've really just been make, not making time for yourself, but instead spreading yourself thin and, and using these things as coping mechanisms to continue, it is time to really internalize yourself and, and find out what it is that you need to be okay in a healthy way. So if you're looking to quit something, change your eating habits, look at what is creating stress for you to want to hurt your body by finding uh, the by by basically self medicating and removing that from your environment. Another thing to pay attention to is your schedules and making sure that you are making enough time for yourself first. Scheduling in healthy things, uh, scheduling in things that are stimulating or restful, things that bring joy to yourself 
first and then creating what your duties are to others around that. The sixth house also is the workplace. So I would be surprised for many of you cancers out there seeing a change in the workforce, people leaving, especially women or very feminine men around this time at your place of work. That's when we have a lot of changes. As for Mercury retrograde and Neptune, Mercury is going to be retrograding your 12th house of the subconscious. This is a really uh, difficult time for cancers right now. They want to definitely hide under the covers. They want to be alone. They want to decompress. The sun is in your 12th house now, so know this. Know that we're coming into the winter of cancer, and this happens to every sign when the sun enters the 12th house of the birth chart. But it's also the house of secrets, it's the house of spirituality, it's the house of leaving the body. And when we have Neptune in uh, Pisces in your ninth house, this has to do about spirituality. So maybe maybe seeking different, maybe finding out things about spirituality that you weren't really, you didn't really understand. The ninth house also rules higher education, it rules law. Uh there's a lot of confusion between the ninth house and the 12th house, but do know secrets are going to come out and it is up to you to really pay attention and to wait to get the clarity on on July 6th when we have the second square it is important not to react cancer Leo. We're going to have the lunar eclipse in your fifth house of childlike play, the entertainer Leo is the natural ruler of the five house, fifth house. So this is a really great placement uh, this is where we find children, we find new love, fun love, fun sex, where we find creativity, we find artists, we find actors, musicians, the muse here, and we also find childlike play. So this is a house of manifestation as well because it's directly tied to the 11th house of hopes and wishes. The fifth house will bring pregnancies. If you've been looking to add to your family or expand your family, this is a wonderful time to try. Maybe you're looking to do uh, adoption or you're looking to you're looking to do surrogacy or or in vitro. Uh wh- whatever it is, this is a good time to focus on on this part of your life expansion of family. This Lunar eclipse, as we said, is also about ending. So it's also quite possible that you are saying goodbye to to a child going off into college or finally moving out and becoming uh, accustomed to the empty nesting. This is also a great time to start looking at what brings childlike play into your life because this is the zone of manifestation. Leo, we're also going to be experiencing Mercury retrograde located in your 11th house of manifesting and also friendships. So, you know, really seeing how your friendships are, who's around you and why. There's going to be a lot of this going on. Also, old friends coming into the picture. Whenever we have Mercury coming in retrograde, it's bringing stuff from the past. So, uh, you know, bringing old friends in I, with with Neptune squaring the eleventh house. This is some sort of financial opportunity that's coming in through a friend. However, just so you know, you're not quite seeing the full picture. So before you part ways with your cash, if someone's asking you to borrow money, you only this is a rule of thumb. You only let people borrow money. And when you expect to never see it again, because it's the only way you'll establish a friendship. However, if you are worried about not receiving the money back, this is not a good time to loan out money, especially to friends. Virgo, we're going to be having the lunar eclipse in your fourth house of home, family, the mother, ancestors, uh, your lineage, and also your childhood and how you conduct your home now. It's it's possible you could be looking to move or you're finally going to be closing on that house that you wanted, maybe you started looking back in December, or perhaps you're putting your house on the market and it's getting ready to be sold. Whatever it is, we see movement in this house. It could also ha- it could also be affecting your relationship with your mother, or you could be uh, finding out information about your lineage that perhaps you didn't know before, or your ancestors that you didn't know before. When we when we move into Mercury retrograde, Mercury is going to be retrograding through your 10th house of career, and then Neptune is going to be squaring this retrograde in your 7th house of partnerships. It is super important that if you are in business 
with friends, if you are in business with your spouse, that you are incredibly honest. Uh, it could be that your 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 need to be with your with your spouse, whatever it is. When we talk about seventh house, it has to do with business partnerships, it has to do with open enemies, and it has to do with your marriage partners, serious relationships. When looking at this, having having it be involved with your 10th house, this could be uh, co-worker drama because when we talk about open enemies, I like to call this the caddy co-worker house. So this could be co-worker drama showing up, affecting your career. Uh, do not react to this, obviously. Like I've said with every sign, wait until July 6th until the true information comes out. Show up as your best self. If you have been... Deception, deceptive in any way, shape, or form, it's going to come out. So it's really important that you change your ways now. Also, 10 and 7, maybe you're working too hard and you are neglecting your partner. And it's very, it's, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a huge possibility that that could manifest itself in energy, the clashing energy there. If you have been using work as a guise to have another relationship, uh, this is going to come out as well. So I know this kind of seems like negative stuff, but we're talking about information, we're talking about your career, and we're talking about your seventh house of partnerships. So there's so many things that could possibly come in during this time. Libra, we're going to have the lunar eclipse in your third house of communication. So if you started a project, especially writing a book or a podcast, this is when you would have it come to full fruition cycle. Maybe perhaps you're buying a new car, Maybe perhaps you're changing communities. And uh, this is also the house of the siblings. So this is very, it's very possible to, you know, change your connection with your siblings. The energy is very ripe at this time for that, especially with Mercury conjunct this lunar eclipse. As we move into Mercury retrograde, Scorpio, we're going to have Mercury retrograde in your eighth house, sex, death, taxes, as well as spiritual intimacy, emotional intimacy, et cetera, and also loans and, and other people's money, windfall. It's, it's quite possible that uh, you received a loan and now it's, it's needed to be paid back. Maybe you want to get a loan, but you're not getting the full understanding of what you're going to owe back with interest. If it's especially with mortgages and balloon payments, you really want to pay attention to what you're looking at. And with, with, with Mercury retrograde here, the information is not going to be clear. On top of that, Neptune is going to be squaring Mercury in the fifth house. Of uh, of new love and of play and childlike play, it's possible you're going to be seeing an old love come back, and they're going to try to get you back. And I'm going to tell you right now that as soon as this square happens again in July, you are going to be shocked. This is not. If someone comes back into your into your rearview mirror from the past, I I highly recommend for all the signs, especially during this Mercury retrograde, because this is when this happens, that you you wait until you get serious or make decisions about this after Mercury goes direct, and this is going to be around the second eclipse in June in June. Uh, pardon me. The June 10th eclipse, I'm thinking July. This is going to be in July. If if there's a relationship that comes into view and it's worth keeping, it can wait a month. That's the way I look at it. It can definitely wait a month. So for you, Scorpio, before making any decisions in your relationships, I would wait until Mercury is 100% in the clear, and that's going to be after July 7th. Sagittarius, this lunar eclipse is going to be in your first house of self and how other people see you and who you are in your relationships. This is defining your individuality. And this is also changing who you are to other people. So it could be you declaring relationships with others. It could also be you um, declaring your independence. So it could also change in what way you show up for other people, who you want to who you want to be, how much you disclose of yourself to the public. The first house is how other people see you and receive you, and it's possible that you could also change that demeanor as well. There's a lot of energy here. Sagittarius, when we're looking at Mercury retrograde, this is going to be happening in your seventh house of relationships. You are definitely going to be getting text messages, 
all of those things from Ghosts of Christmas Past. This is definitely a relationship cycle. So know that uh, whoever shows up, it's the same advice as Scorpio. Whoever shows up, if, if, if they're worth anything and they mean what they say and they're from the past, please wait. Please wait until July 6th or 7th to make up your mind. With Neptune squaring this over the next couple of days, this is the fourth house of home, family, and the mother. Uh, this is this is a the what is happening is that you are. When we have Neptune in the fourth house. Neptune is very much about your environment, so this could be you making relationship decisions based on uh, information going. You not being able to think clearly. And it's very important that you are not making any decisions between now and July 7th in regard to relationships, your living situation, as different information is sure to come in in, in the very near future. So if you have information coming in around exes or potential relationships, and it involves your, your home, you really want to make sure that you're waiting to, to make decisions on that until mid-July. Capricorn, you're going to have the lunar eclipse in your 12th house of your subconscious, uh, your secrets, dream, dream world. Have a dream journal out, Capricorn, because you're going to have very strong, very strong, uh, intense dreams that are probably going to be prophetic. And although it seems like not wanting to write them down. You can remember them. You're not going to be able to remember them. So it's very important that you're writing this down. The universe is communicating with you through your sleep. Also, psychic awareness will be very high for you during this time, Capricorn. Chances are good you're going to you're going to find out a secret that was has been kept from you. That's usually what happens. But also, Capricorn, to have the lunar eclipse in your 12th house, this is a wonderful time to break cycles. This is a wonderful time to quit addictive behaviors. As uh, most addictive behaviors are tied to the subconscious, and this is what the 12th house actually is about. So this is a wonderful time to detox your body. This is uh, a wonderful time to break habits and addictions. And it's a good time to see a therapist, quite honestly, or to start therapy if you've been thinking about it. Mercury is going to be retrograding your sixth house, and that is your house of health. This is the house of routines. This is the house of small animals. This is the house of service to others, as well as the house of your workplace. And then Neptune is going to be squaring uh, Mercury in your third house of communication. Whatever you receive for communication is going to be skewed, especially at the workplace. I would imagine that this will probably transmute itself as, as uh, especially if you're having doctor's visits during this time, it's going to be very unclear the results of any testing you're having done. I would definitely wait to schedule any surgeries. I would definitely wait to uh, have tests done for diagnostic if it's not life or death. As the sixth house is the physical body, the house is the physical body. It's also Neptune being the great anesthetizer, changing jobs because of the pipe dream of receiving. With with Mercury retrograding your sixth house, you may be hearing from uh, old employers, which is fine. Uh, you know, committing to a new job during this cycle, you are not going to be happy with the terms. What you thought the job was going to be, if you accept is going to turn out to be uh, not even close to what you thought because Neptune is definitely giving it a big blanket of uncertainty. Aquarius, you're going to be having the lunar eclipse in your 11th house of friendships and social contacts as well as manifestation. Aquarius is a wonderful time to work with moon manifestation as you can really hone in your skills and bring in exactly what you need for your next step of your journey. Now, with Mercury retrograde, uh, in your fifth house of new love, fun love, and childlike joy and children, we're going to hear news around children. That is definitely for certain. And Neptune being, or old love actually. So like if some, uh, maybe maybe you had a really, maybe you had a dating relationship. You dated someone, and, and now they're coming back, but it never reached a serious place. They could be coming back for that. So buyer beware and also wait until after July before moving forward with any new relationships. But chances are this has to do about creativity. This has to do about art. This has to do about your child. This has to do about your childhood, childlike joy. 
Uh, with Neptune coming in on a square in the second house, this has to do with prosperity. So if you're offered any gigs, make sure that you know where the money's coming from because it's going to be very loose. If you do not firm up the details, you will be the one that's not going to be receiving what you thought you were going to receive. So it's very important. Also in the second house, this is self-worth. So basing your self-worth on how other people receive you, especially being in the house of love. So, you know, really pay attention to the offers that are coming to you at this time around children, around around new love, around Mercury retrograde, old people coming back for love, all of those things. And maybe you, you are also revisiting your ability to bring life into the world. This is also something that would probably come up during this time. And finally, Pisces. We're going to be having the lunar eclipse in your 10th house of career. So we can see some kind of transformation in what you do, your career. Whether you're looking at looking to go on to a new chapter, a new phase, or if you're going to be doing something different completely altogether, there is energy around here, especially if you're not happy with what you're doing currently, to start looking around at your options or to jump into something that really excites you because that's sort of sole purpose work. We're going to have Mercury retrograding your fourth house of homes. This is really going over. Did you buy something new during Mercury retrograde in January, February that needs to be serviced? Uh, this is also looking at what do, how do I want to revamp my house? Do not move forward with revamping anything in your house until Mercury goes direct in July or else you will have to redo it. And that's just the way it is, unless it's something that you did already during Mercury retrograde. So if you painted the walls back in the wintertime and they're not driving now, you really hate them, this would be the time to do that. It could also be issues coming back from your family members as well as your mother. So this is definitely something coming in. Neptune going through your first house, Pisces, of self, squaring Mercury retrograde. This has to do with who you are to other people in your life. You may find out some family secrets. The family might find out that you've been holding secrets from them and have not been clear. Maybe you haven't been honest. So this is a time where whatever information you, you see or receive around property, around your home, around your family, to wait to make a decision until July 7th uh, before you jump to conclusions because, you know, Pisces, you're incredibly... You're incredibly sensitive and emotional, which most all water signs are. I have a lot of water, so there's no judgment there. But what I'm trying to say is, is that if you can keep yourself from reacting to what's coming up in the information, know that the information is certainly going to change. And, you know, I'm rounding this out to saying, you know, however you choose to use this energy, know that it's going to be very powerful. We want to look back to the dates of... 2002 so we're looking back at the summer of 2002 the Sagittarius Gemini eclipse cycle is looking back at 2000 to 2002 as the moon moon's nodes return to the same place every 19 years so the cycle that's coming back started with these eclipses last year and it started we want to look back at the time frame between between uh Thanksgiving of 2000 all the way up to Christmas of 2002. So look for any cycles, the energy, the choices you, choice you made, who's shown up in your life, all of those things coming back into play. So either you are moving on to the next cycle and letting go or you are repeating a cycle. So just know that this is the time to transmute the energy. If a relationship is coming to pass, it is really important for you to understand that codependency is 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 a soul killer and you and if you feel like you need to stay in a horrible relationship to be validated know that that is pure poison so if if there are issues coming up in your relationship now and you're unable to work at them and it's at detriment to your own emotional well-being it is really the time to look at letting go and i'm saying that as a service to all of you out there in questionable relationships because there are, there are plenty of us that just want to hold on and eclipse season really makes us nervous for whatever is let go of something that vibrates especially for us is received so when one door closes another one opens i hope you guys enjoy your beautiful energy coming towards you this week and you can find me at thankgoddess.org for individual readings as well as 
information on the Moon Lodge. You can find Moon Lodge on Patreon.com and under the Moon Lodge. And also you can email me at StarMedicinePodcast at Outlook.com.